2: You're listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. This is One Life Left, No Continues. To One Life Left, no continues. Resonance FM's weekly game book club. My name's Steve Curran, and I'm joined by Simon Byron. Hello. Welcome, Simon. <laughs> Hello. Uh, pleased to be here.
3: How does it feel? It feels strange. There's so many people. Two, changed. four, six, eight,
2: ten eyes. This isn't One Life Left. It's a more sober version of One Life yeah, Left. Yeah, weekly apparently. Reflective. <laughs> How many weeks have you done this? We've done this for two weeks now. This is the third. I guess this does make it weekly. How many are you going to do? Uh, six enjoy it more than uh, One Life Left. Depends which episode it is, whether you were there or, or <laughs> Anne's there. Um, let see. This, this week, we're going to be talk- talking about adventure in video games, and we've chosen three ge- Those of you who listened last week will know already we've chosen three games. Those games in order, Zelda for the NES. What order is this, first of all? This is chronological order. Okay. Uh, the Secret uh, of Monkey Island, okay. multi-format. Played that. And uh, finally... Photopia. Photopia. <laughs> Photopia. Will we be discussing how you pronounce it then? Uh, it depends. We'll have to look to our Kotaku Scott style book okay. for that. <laughs> uh, we are joined, as ever, by the uh, array of One Life Life Note Continues book show where did game you, club contributors. Where did you get this lot from? This lot? <laughs> yeah. I, I just advertised on Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a nice tummy that man yeah, there it's complicated <laughs> so uh so yeah we're joined um for, should we do from right to left or left to right which w- would you rather let's it doesn't matter people can imagine <laughs> clockwise from me we're joined by ed matt harjeet emily and david welcome everyone so uh how did you all get on let's start with clockwise ed
4: um, I'm like, I'm, like, well, I'm clockwise Ed. That's gonna be my new <laughs> rap name or something. Um, no, I uh, had played all uh, three of these games before, and um, so I didn't play all of them all the way through. Um, but it was interesting going back to playing um, old classics like Monkey Island and. Um, um, revisiting old memories.
2: And you're going to be leading today's discussion on Monkey Island, aren't uh, you?
4: I believe I agreed to that in the pub on Saturday, uh, by accident.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Have we you... been went down the pub together. <laughs> <laughs> why, why wasn't I invited to this? <laughs> that was preparation. I mean, was we all <laughs> live in a house
4: together now.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so uh, you think the Monkey Island discussion is going to
4: go well? It's going to um, be salient? I, I've written some salient things down on a piece of paper. I, okay,
2: I I looking forward to that preparation. That'll be our second game. Okay, uh, Matt, how did you? You weren't here last week, were oh, you? He wasn't. No, unfortunately, it was my birthday, oh, so wow. and <laughs> no,
5: um, so I was very busy doing things with cake. So, do you think that people chose well? <laughs> I think they did. I think adventure was a nice theme. Um, I've, I've played all of the games to varying degrees I think on the adventure scale I was sort of the the fat scathing one from Willow who gave up quite early on and went home in a mood Um, but I did have a good crack
2: Mm, okay, any game you're looking forward to discussing particularly Ooh, today? I think
5: the one that really took my fancy was probably Photopia. Photopia, interesting. Harjit, welcome!
2: Hello,
6: nice to be here.
2: This is your first time on No Continues? Yes. Is it everything you expected it to be?
6: It's everything and more. Okay.
3: What, why weren't you here for the previous two?
6: Um, last week I didn't play the games until the Tuesday after, right. and the time before that, I can't remember... But
2: I now <laughs> if you haven't played the games you've got to leave the Gold room during that bit of the is discussion, which is gonna be awkward for you. Okay. Uh, Emily you're back.
1: I am back again. Um, I had a panic that I might have had to have left the room during Zelda because I haven't played it this week, but I've just been on the phone to my brother, and apparently I have played it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so it <was laughs> He
3: memorable. just said
1: Ocarina of Time, and I went, Oh, oh
3: okay.
1: That period of my life. So, right. your,
3: so your brother logs everything you play. <laughs> <laughs> Some sort of strange relationship. <laughs> your, your PA. I don't think yeah. I played
1: it much. I think it was more like you can have a five-minute go. Okay. I've you know completed this bit. Well,
3: welcome to the world of professional. Games reviewing, then. <laughs> <laughs> to fit in well. Up-a-dum. David, Hello. back again. Hi, it's me.
2: <laughs> did you did you um, did you enjoy listening to yourself back on the radio? Uh,
0: it's, it's, it's monstrous. It was awful. Why well, did no one tell me I have a speech impediment? <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: that's probably we brought you here,
0: actually. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you are you looking forward to
2: discussing the three games today?
0: Uh, well, Zelda didn't work on my Apple Macintosh, and also Secret of Monkey Island. I meant to play it yesterday. Um, I read a book about birds instead. For <laughs> <laughs> Topia, uh, uh, I played a bit on Saturday and a bit before I left work, and I thought it was really, really poor. Spoilers? Well, we'll see. We'll Spoilers. see. I, I don't know whether that's a spoiler. setting up for a
2: feisty discussion later right. in the show. Uh, we're going to have a piece of music now, and then we'll be back after this to talk about Zelda. <laughs> Life Left now continues, and this is Cosmic Crush by Dread. If you are listening to us live, please feel free to tweet in your opinions to. <laughs> <laughs> this falls to me now, does it? It does, default. Ah, well, Next I've been, in line. <laughs> uh, you can tweet us at One Life Left, or you can email in at team at one life com. uh If you're listening to this in the podcast, well, you should be listening live, really, and to enjoy the full experience. Ease. If you have a particularly um, clever point, maybe we'll read it out. But now, we're going to talk about Zelda. Haji, how did you get on with Zelda?
6: I got two pieces of the Triforce.
2: That's
3: uh,
6: more than anyone else here.
3: Anyone else ever? Ever. How many pieces uh, are you supposed to get in the game?
6: Um, I don't know, because the triangle is was the a clue bit th- funny. Right. Is it clue, three? It must be three. But, like, the, the two top pieces were tiny, so... The final piece of the triforce must be massive and
5: I think just, it goes the other way around actually.
6: I I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> Did you I just I was killing dragons. So what's I the aim distracted. of Zelda? Um, what is
2: Zelda? Describe Zelda to our listeners who may not have played it.
6: You're like an elf or something, and you have to go around and kill things and save Zelda, who's a princess. Okay. Um, it's a
2: top down game, right?
6: I don't know what that means.
2: It means it's viewed from the top yes, down. Yes, because okay. it's
6: on the NES and they don't have good graphics.
2: Okay. Uh, is that technically why? We're all games...
3: Wait, what, so, so we were, was this the first Legend of Zelda? Was it the first one ever? It was the first Legend of Zelda. Released uh, February the 21st, 1986. Really? According to Wikipedia. <gasps> I
6: was three years old. Oh were you? <laughs> yes.
3: And yet you still managed to get two
2: pieces of the Triforce. Yeah. Can so is this the... Is it, I assume this is the first... Is this your first time with The um, Legend of Zelda?
6: I remember my cousins playing it when it was first out. Um, I was never allowed to play because I was a girl. <laughs> um, so I have recollections of it, but yeah, it was my first time playing.
2: Have you ever played the more modern versions?
6: I played... The one on the n64 but only to torment the chickens
1: and to fish
2: so that's the version that emily's played yes yes did you torment chickens? definitely and- i
1: definitely remember tormenting chickens in okay. fact that might have been all i ever did
2: <laughs> okay so so but this is much more primitive than that right yep. it's top viewed from above it's not 3d you're running around as your little elf yeah and you're chopping things
6: um with no your you don't You chop baddies. Yes. Those are things. They
3: are things, yeah. Baddies are things. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what the inspiration for the game was, Haji? No. Uh, It was made by Shigeru Miyamoto. not made by. Was it directed by? He had a hand in it. Yeah, he had something to do with it. Um, He said that he wanted to make a game uh, that reminded him of when he was younger. He used to go and hide in the forest and stuff like that. Right. Do you think he succeeded?
7: Um...
6: No. (laughs) I don't think there are many hiding places. Great. Well, you, hide, you go in the dungeons to hide, I suppose, but you're not really hiding because there's baddies. How
2: did it make you feel wandering around this, uh, this video game world?
6: It made me feel awesome. I liked killing things and I liked the music. I think the music plays an important part of it. I just remember from back in the day just listening to it and even though, like, on my computer it was funny, like, It was a bit fuzzy, the music. It put Mute on and I was singing along.
2: Ed.
3: (laughs) You didn't have quite... Did you sing the theme?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You you didn't have quite as easy time as Haji with uh, with Zelda, did you?
3: Well, I don't
4: really know. I found it... I, I think I had played it when I was very young, but I remember very little about it and I didn't really understand what was going on I didn't understand what any of the creatures were meant to be and then I think I killed the dragon somehow but it took me ages and I had to keep reloading and it just made me a bit
5: kind of depressed and
4: unhappy to be honest <laughs> Matt you
2: had a similar sort of frustrating
5: experience yeah well, it, it was strange really because I've always been one of these people who tiresomely tells everyone that they've completed almost every Zelda game I've ever made and yet I'd never played this one and um I felt quite confident I'd be able to quickly pick it up, and Mm -hmm. yet I just got chucked into a cave, an old man said, oh, it's dangerous out there, have a sword, and then just sent me into a world that seemed to consist of extortionate shops and monsters, (laughs) and I, I basically spent the good part of an hour just walking around the map trying to find a dungeon, and and repeatedly dying. At one point, I just found a, a woman in the cave and she didn't say anything. She was just. With <laughs> some fire. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I was right. just like, what's this about? I didn't what's understand. What's my motivation?
2: That's the thing. You'll find that on the more modern versions of Zelda, the ones where you torment the chickens, it's, it's spelt out for you, right? It tells you, go here, leads you by the hand.
5: Here's a fairy, here's a sword. Here,
2: I was just dropped in the world and no idea what to do. But maybe that's closer to what adventuring really is. I guess
5: it was. I mean, I guess the idea is it's supposed to be about exploration, but. Um, I think it's a problem with graphics these days that I kind of thought, oh, what am I exploring here?
2: <laughs> but isn't that, isn't that a problem? Uh, m- you say that's a problem with graphics these days, right? Do you mean that now it spells it out for you? Back then you were forced to use your imagination. At Absolutely. I mean,
5: I think that, like, um, I guess it's because I never played it back then. If I, if I did, then I would have seen that in mm-hmm. the same way that I used to play Mega Drive games and things used to look a bit rubbish, but you'd make it all up in your head. But now I don't have the ability to do that. Yeah. I want to see real mountains and dragons. Ed, I, I did actually find it a bit less irritating than more
4: modern versions of Zelda I've played, um, and I've actually I wrote, wrote a funny joke earlier. Um, it's because <laughs> I find be the world judge of this? I find the world Zelda is set set in ridiculously fey. Uh That's sort of pun because there's. It, Pay in two senses because he's an elf. Um, uh,
2: but it's, it's, no, no, I see. Oh, um, it. but it's <laughs> that is funny. When you think about it, that is funny.
4: But it's all just a bit much in being followed around. But by you're saying by because this, this
2: world didn't project its values onto you, you felt more like a big, strong man adventuring yeah, around. Yeah, I was but.
4: just stabbing things I didn't understand. <laughs> <the plan. laughs> it's a bit bleak, really. <laughs> I, don't know, I didn't understand why I had a boomerang. Um, that didn't seem to make much sense. There was, is he an Australian elf? I... <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it was also really difficult, wasn't it? I mean, I'm looking at you, Harji, but you didn't find it that difficult.
6: Um, no, guess not. It's kind of simple. I find games these days, like the, the more recent Zelda games, there's too many buttons and mm-hmm. I kind of don't know where I'm going. You said this last week, I think, Emily, that you kind of get a bit lost if there's much direction but because it's 2d you can just yeah you don't don't have to explore as much
2: so the actual game itself is is simpler there yeah. are fewer controls but the game doesn't lead you by the hand as much as the ones these days do which means it's more difficult in a different sense but it's difficult in a sense that you can cope with
6: yeah
2: right i'd okay. agree with that i see um th- David, you you couldn't get it to work at all, could you?
0: Uh, well, I, I spent ages trying to, to trying to get a version that I could put on my Nintendo DS. But mm. I guess I'm getting a Game Pack error.
2: Mm. You've played the more modern versions of Zelda, haven't you?
0: Yeah, I've never finished one. No, why is that? <laughs> Hard. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of get, get no. I get so far. I, I get. You know, I, I spend like kind of seventy odd hours, and I start to get bored or a bit stuck, and then I either have to sell whatever console I'm, I'm playing <laughs> on, or, or some other life event takes over, and, and it's you know it's done. But actually, uh, Twilight Princess, I just thought was really boring. Mm-hmm. I just kind of just just a, a joyless game.
2: It seems to me the season, the the series has changed massively from what it used to be to what it is now.
3: It didn't... I mean, I've not played this version on the on the NES, but di- I, I'm assuming, given that all Zelda games tend to follow a similar footprint, that this laid those foundations. Essentially, you start off with just a sword, and then you get a shield, and then you get the boomerang, mm. the hookshot, the other stuff, uh, and then you, uh, you the bomb bags... There, there isn't very much of the other stuff, but it does basically follow that framework—the
2: award-winning framework, One the <laughs> celebrated
3: <laughs> series of video games ever. And far be it
2: from me to, what to about say them? this isn't uh, this isn't you know the same game as it used to be. But it seems like now um, a lot of the game is done for you. There, here it was single screens of arcade action.
3: That's I mean, that's true about uh, most games though, isn't it? I think we've mm. got shorter attention spans, and therefore uh, like instructions and tutorials and all of that sort of stuff i mean anytime you put a game in there you've got to spend half an hour learning that pushing up moves you forward yeah it all seems a bit daft to me
2: and that's another thing there are no there's no help during the game at all like you said matt that you're dropped into this world and you just you figure stuff out by doing it and
3: dying this was a land before game facts as well wasn't it imagine oh, what would you do then you had, to, <laughs> I no you had to buy magazines didn't you
4: have we really got shorter attention spans
3: what were you saying now <laughs> <laughs> <But laughs> uh, there's why, a joke. Why,
4: why, but why are all films about four hours long? All films? <laughs> yeah, and games. Them. G- games now take
3: like eighty hours and things. The reason they? the <laughs> reason we've got short attention spans is because of our MTV ad.
5: I don't know. I mean, the thing is, though, I, it, what's strange about this, I, I think it is the difference in terms of, of com- complexity and the fact that, for me, I just did not have the patience to keep dying when I was trying to find whichever cave mm-hmm. I was supposed to go into. But at the same time, I did spend a considerable amount of time on the weekend learning to play Demon's Souls, which is a horrendously yeah. punishing and difficult game. I,
3: I, I, I think it's difficult with all these games to look back and imagine what it must have been like to play it when yeah. you were in that world then. I mean, it seems strange that... Um, I don't know. Like, I don't think all the gamers had that sort of problem, did they? But I think the key phrase. Because imagine no, said one would have, was, no one would have finished Zelda. But he said, but but "Maybe it doesn't end."
2: just said, "Learning to play, right?" Yeah. Like he was happy to learn to play Demon's Souls. Where here, there is no learning to play, which is why Haji was able to play so much through it. But that is something that you didn't find so compelling. You got it straight away, and you didn't enjoy the experience of being lost in this world. I think that's a lot. Of,
5: I think maybe a, a big thing when you've been playing games your whole life is you you do. Um, come to, to enjoy like, learning the craft of how something works. So it's not enough to just go with it and slowly explore. You want to build it up over time.
2: Harjit, would you have played this if it wasn't your homework?
6: Um, yeah, I reckon so. I want to I wanna go back and play it some more and complete it. Yeah.
2: Okay. Good. Well, we'll be back after another piece of music and we'll be talking about The Secret of Monkey Island. This is One Life Left, No Continues, on Resonance 104.4 FM. The art of listening. or well, the art, in this case, of playing, right, Simon? Very good, Steve. Thanks. And we're still trying to work on the title for No Continues. It's sort of like a game book club. Do you think we've uh, established our
3: brand enough to call
2: ourselves a game club?
3: Yeah, although it seems like half your audience
2: haven't played the first game we talked about. Yeah, there were some difficulties in getting the version I linked to work on Macintosh. <laughs> linked? Hopefully... There's a pun. you're on fire tonight (laughs) you said it we should give you some more time Um, so uh, hopefully the next version the next game we're going to talk about it's going to be more successful everybody can play it everyone can play it because that game is The Secret of Monkey Island
3: do we ever work out what the secret is I don't know, maybe you find out at the end, I haven't completed it. Who's leaving this one? Ed, Ed, do you know what the secret is?
4: Um, I haven't completed it this week. I, last time I completed it was sometime in the mid-1990s, so I cannot remember what the secret was. Right, so
3: it can't be It can't it be that.
4: Secret, yeah, my, but... my research didn't extend to looking up on Wikipedia, which I
3: assume... Let me do audience. that for you right now.
5: I don't want to give it away, I think it might have been some sort of Star Wars-based father joke. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, either that or a T-shirt, but I don't recall...
2: I shall explain. That was uh, Black Panther by Hunter Rizzle, and this is Ed leaving a discussion of The Secret of Monkey Island.
4: So The the Secret of Monkey Island is a point-and-click adventure game, which for small children um, who might not know is a game where you essentially um, go around picking up things and trying to make them interact with other things by pointing and clicking on them, as it sounds. And uh, Monkey Island is for, it was published by uh, LucasArts, who... Um, well i think mainly these days probably known for doing lots of lots of quite bad star wars games um at one point they were actually sort of well renowned for the point and click uh genre and uh created uh several classics and uh monkey mm-hmm. island is probably the classic point and click adventure game it's the franchise survived surprisingly long uh, even after most other people stopped making them i think 304 were coming out in the certainly the late 90s and uh Recently, uh, spearheaded sort of a revival of uh, so there are new Monkey Island games coming out.
2: They're back, aren't they? Generally, yeah. the point and click adventure game has yeah, returned the, uh, What's
4: the, the word that. Uh Episodic model, yeah. yeah episodic. Telltale
3: Games yeah. seem to be making every video game. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. Back did, to the Future, Jurassic yeah. Park. They're doing The Walking Dead.
7: Yeah, um,
2: oh, Sam and Max. Someone Sam did. and Max was as well. That was and Sam and Max was another yes. one back in the day that was very successful. So these are these are paintings, basically, aren't they? That you direct yeah. your car- character around, find objects, use objects with other objects to solve puzzles. Yeah. And um, Steve got bored of your
4: description, then I, no, I
2: noticed.
7: I was, I was it up. <laughs>
4: So carry on. Short attention spans. That's what
7: we've
4: lost. Simon's just used to do commentary on the show line. Um, so uh, uh, Monkey Monkeyland was not by any means the, the. Well, <clears throat> now seems one of the most important. It wasn't uh, by any means the first one. It, it does incorporate sort of bits and pieces of almost kind of parody of the genre. And um, there is a, like there's a odd jokes in it. Like when you you go to the first bar in the game, and you can uh, one that you have to the, the uh, game i should say um has lots and lots of stuff about pirates in it and one of the, uh, the first body you go into is filled with pirates and one of the pirates you can talk to and you sit down at a table with him and he just gives you a long tra- trailer for the game loom yeah. uh, which came out um, around the same time and he just tells you how good that game was he was wearing a badge saying ask yeah.
5: me about loom so tell me about loom and he'd say well <laughs> and
2: then, if you ask yeah. him anything else I, get nowhere. yeah. that's yeah. it. I. That's all yeah. Says. So it's a video game that's aware it's a video game, yeah. which is
4: interesting. Um, I, the point and the point-and-click genre is sort of, can I say, ass disappeared off its own ass a bit after, uh, um, with kind of things getting increasingly self-referential. Um, I think Monkey Island actually maintains a reasonably good balance of it actually being a playable game without. I mean, it's, it's very funny. Um, well, I suppose it is. It seemed funny when I was about twelve. I wasn't really paying attention to. Um, well, I was laughing this time. I was just trying to complete it, complete as much as I could.
2: Emily, did you find it funny?
1: Um, I know which bits were meant to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Put it that way. <laughs> I'm not quite sure it's my humour, but I did. I I did know. I did know that it was. I would have found it funny if I was a young you, boy. Maybe is that is that too I stereotypical?
5: Think <laughs> I think as well. There's a weird difference in the fact that a lot a lot of the modern versions they are now like fully voice acted, and I think some of the original ones were, but. A lot of... I I certainly played it on discs, which meant I read it all, and I think that that maybe saved the delivery on some of the lines. I
2: absolutely agree. That's what I was thinking. When I played it this time, with voice acting, it wasn't as funny as it was in my head. And also took longer, because you already read the punchlines on the screen, and then you have to wait for them to hit the punchlines too. It's kind of annoying. Not cool.
5: I think... Sorry. Sorry. Oh no, if you about to say something yeah. well I, I think that actually the difference between the new version and the old version is actually like really interesting in the fact that um as i'm sure we'll get to when we talk about the third game a little bit um the kind of the whole interface in the original of being like, "Look at this, pick mm-hmm. up this, having all these different specific words actually made it very difficult, and you know we were talking. Early in the break about like you know that was before game facts, it's like, yeah. whoa, we used to play these games before game facts, and sometimes you get stuck on a puzzle for two or three weeks, and that would be all right um,
3: <laughs> and actually the, the, these were um, the puzzles in Monkey Island, and of that particularly Lucas film at the time, I seem to remember as being like particularly random devious
5: mm. I mean they even actually had have, have an object in Monkey Island, which is a red herring yeah. <laughs> I mean it's sort of. I mean, the classic thing is having to use a rubber chicken with a pulley on it to get down a zip wire. Obviously. I mean, that was one of the more obvious (laughs) ones as well. You have to try every object with
2: every other object. And I think that's another case of... Like we were talking about Zelda, I think video game players' tastes have moved on. And that wouldn't... People wouldn't stand for that anymore, right?
5: I don't think so, actually. And I think that what's really interesting is... um, it's weird playing this again because I can't get that fresh experience because it's one of those iconic games where all Mm. of the puzzles are ingrained into your head and actually probably help you play video games for the rest of your life because it's of so many references but a game I did play recently um, for the first time was Beneath a Steel Sky and playing that with a new kind of um, Apple iPhone interface, it Mm. wasn't that difficult because it's quite simple of just pressing on things and getting the options of things you can do, so there's no time wasted but I think if I went back and tried to play it with a I don't know if that had that interface but if trying to play a game for the first time with the whole look pick up specific choices I wouldn't have the patience
3: yeah. there, there are sort of different games as well which um, require different puzzles because Beneath the Steel Sky you could die in, I mean it's quite a harsh yeah. game, yeah. you just walk one screen to the right and you can be dead, like yeah. oh that was fun, thanks Charles I, I did of... that the first time after <laughs> exactly. six hours and... um, Whereas Monkey Island you couldn't die so yeah. essentially you felt free to try anything on anything and it sort of took a load of pressure away. I've, we've always, we've often joked we, that it must be, like living in the world of the point and click adventure must be the most frustrating place to be because there is no way we just be able to get up and leave the studio now because it would be bolted (laughs) from the outside and we'd have to take off Steve's yeah, Steve's taken off his belt. Anyway, that's even, how he But even
1: if there wasn't, you know, you had to use something to get out, I found it quite annoying. I'm not familiar with this type of game, but I mm. found it very annoying. I was pointing and clicking and looking and reading and talking to almost everything. I was thinking, can I go to that poster and read it? Spending ages trying to get to the poster to read it, walking up to it, trying to get, you know, him to look at it. And then it's just pointless. It didn't, you know, it just said wanted or something. And I just thought, oh, useless. Mm. Couldn't get through doors, all sorts.
2: David, hello. Did you did uh, did the secret of Monkey Island make you feel like an adventurer? Make you feel like a pirate? It it, it didn't much.
0: No, no. <laughs> did you enjoy the story? Uh, I, I played it for maybe twenty minutes, and I like the way it started. I like the way the first line he says is "Hi, I want to be a pirate." Mm. That that had something to it. Uh, but actually, the story itself. Uh, it's a, bit, a bit cheesy, a bit, bit, bit rubbish. And also, I, I know someone who looks a bit like Guybrush Throopwood, so I, kept on, <laughs> I, I just kept on remembering him, and he's an unsavoury unsavory character.
2: Haji, as our video game expert and owner of two-thirds of the Triforce, Yes. Uh, how did you get on with The Secret of Monkey Island? Um...
6: I remember this game from back in the day as well. It was another game where um, that I wasn't allowed to play because I was a girl. And I remember my cousins used to call me, I think one of the insults in it was a doody head. Um, so I've been subjected to abuse because of Monkey Island. Um, but I played it and I quite enjoyed it. Um, I didn't get super far, but then things like using a pot as a helmet and getting fired from a cannon. I was like really excited that I was able to think what can I use as a helmet? and thinking, yeah, the pot. So just things like that. I was getting right. hyped. So
2: those logical resolutions yeah. gave you sort of a kick. And it seems like the thing that we're saying is, is the problem with those games is the having to use everything and everything. But when you do find something out, when you do when it works according to your head yeah. rather than the designer's weird head, then it's cool, right? Definitely. Whereas Emily's problem with it sounds like such much a sort of lower level problem in which she, just, <laughs> she <laughs> just couldn't get it <laughs> to do what you wanted it to do.
1: Honestly, I played it for an hour and a half yesterday. Uh-huh and I didn't even realise that I there's a circus. Like, <laughs> Archie's just told me this mm. and I immediately went and got the pot and headed to the circus. Uh,
2: there's a game There's a game that's considered I think one of the best games in the genre which is called Grim Fandango and it's a beautifully designed game. It's a very, very good story. Um, and I gave that to my girlfriend to play who, you know, I, I thought that this was a very accessible type of game that she could enjoy and she did used to enjoy them. She enjoyed Secret of Monkey Island and um, Maniac Mansion, Day of the Tentacle back in the day so she got this and she spent about an hour and a half um, sort of wandering around and she called me and she said I'm, I'm stuck so I got GameFAQs up and I was like okay uh, where are you stuck and she said I think it's quite near the beginning I think it's quite near the start and I said okay I'll just start at the beginning of this, this piece of text she said I've tried quite a lot but I just can't work out I said okay I'll start this it says the first line in the uh, solution is go out of the door to your left and she went oh there's a door to the left she hadn't she hadn't realised and it sounds, it sounds stupid, but she hadn't realised the screen could scroll a little bit that way, so she was clicking on everything. I think it's often things like that,
3: little yeah, things that Yeah, th- we... but they were, they were built for uh, a different audience again, weren't they, Those. Mm. I mean, I remember... Uh, the a couple of things they uh, whereas um, puzzle games now are all about including people that are not playing so you can sort of collaboratively solve the monkey island it's impossible to watch over someone's shoulder because yeah. they then get they then get annoyed that you're suggesting stuff that they were about to think of and i I've, I've seen some some people play where you go just try that when you know that that's the, the solution and then they'll deliberately do everything else beforehand <laughs> before <laughs> sort of naturally coming around to that but i think it's place in history shouldn't be understated like even things like the way that it opens with the with the musical note mm. and the intro yep. You still hear that music now, like particularly if it's played by something like an orchestra. I mean, it's just fantastic. Um, and at the time, with its it, with its production values, it was the best thing that Lucas. They were Lucasfilm then, weren't they? on Lucas Arts, were they? I can't, I can't remember. remember. Uh, Lucasfilm. Uh, yeah, it was the best thing that they did, and it sort of laid the groundwork for. Well,
2: I absolutely Green agree. Pan- and D- I do D- think, for, for all we were saying about the script falling flat, now with the voice acting, I think the script is great. Yeah. Like, I think it works perfectly because, you know, it is a commentary on video games and is designed to be read by video gamers in their, you know, in that voice. Also to go through at the rate they want to. Um, I think that that is a problem of you know our expectations now and the way it's been translated. Even though it's obviously been very lovingly. translated, as well, right?
3: Twenty-one years old.
4: Yeah, on the, the translation uh, into the new format is actually really nice. So I didn't actually realise I played the. The new version on the PC, which you get on Steam, and I knew on that you could press the button to flip back and forth in two versions, but I didn't realise I was playing on the iPhone this time round, and you can actually like slide your fingers across the screen and it instantly goes back to the old style. And also, I really like the nice touch that so they've actually synced up the music, so wherever the music's <laughs> playing, it'll go from kind of an orchestrated score back to kind of a plinky plunky MIDI kind of version of the original.
3: And that was that was quite sophisticated at the time, wasn't it? Was it their IMU system, they which, did have which sort of brand. changed? Some music depending on what you were doing. That's, yeah, yeah. So you can play it now on iPhone, iPad, yeah. PC, Mac as well. Mac probably. as well.
1: I have to say, I didn't get very far, but I did enjoy... I think maybe I'm just working at a slower pace. And I've paid my however much to have it on my phone, and, you know, it's gonna, I'm going to work through it, I, I think. I think
5: something that is really interesting <laughs> about Monkey Island, especially, is the fact that it's not something you see commonly in games these days, where often it's kind of a, a requirement to throw someone into a building and say, you're an adventure, you're a hero, go now. When actually the thing about Monkey Island is just have a really slow start but it means when you do actually start to head off on your adventure which isn't for maybe a couple of hours you really feel like you are on an adventure and it's kind of all worthwhile at that point but few gamers would be brave enough to try and do that now
2: Mm, Agreed Okay, we're going to have one more piece of music and then we'll be back after this uh, to talk about Photopia Left, Left No Continues on Resonance 104.4 FM and on the internet you can find us on iTunes as a podcast as well. Uh, This is Only Girl in the World, uh, Rihanna Cover by Killer Joe 666 and you've joined us just as we're about to uh, talk about Botopia. Before we do, has anyone got anything else they'd like to say about uh, Monkey Island? There
4: was one thing I wanted to say about, um... One puzzle in particular I really like in Monkey Island is, um... Mostly the dialogue in these games is, tends to be just pointing you in the right direction, giving you clues of um, what object you're supposed to pick up next, or what object you're supposed to use with what other object, or where you're meant to go. But there's a nice um, sequence in my killing where you have to um, duel with the swordmaster, and you're not actually, um, you're, although you have a sword out, the mechanic is actually that you have to reply to her sort of verbal jousting. And so you have to go around and train by finding pirates and picking fights and then nicking their jugs, yeah. which is a really lovely. <laughs>
2: Very good. Is that where the uh, uh, where you got insulted from? Yeah, you think? maybe. Maybe I you should know. have learnt better replies. How
5: appropriate! You fight like a cow. <laughs> what, uh,
2: what What games were you allowed to play?
7: Um,
6: when when they were a bit tired of playing Street Fighter. I would play that, and okay. they were really impressed when I managed to do a Sonic Boom with Guile once, and they thought I was awesome. Um, we're obviously out of our depth
7: here.
2: let <laughs> <laughs> never do Street Fighter. So, um, we are going to talk about Photopia now. Photopia is a text adventure, or as is apparently politically correct, interactive fiction. Is that what, what they're called, called these, these days? These days yeah. And, uh, leading the discussion of only her sixth video game ever is going to be Emily. How did you get on, Emily? Uh,
1: this was the first one I played this week, and, um...
2: So fourth video game, on.
1: Yeah, um, it was, it was good. I, I didn't have much work on, so that was quite good. Could just have that screen open. No one from work listens to this programme, <laughs> I'm sure. Cross <laughs> fingers. <laughs> um... It's yeah, it's in, so a text adventure. I hadn't heard of it before, um, but I understand the concept of interactive fiction. It's a bit like those books. It's quite close to being a book where you pick up and you choose which path you go down. However, what um, I've read some forums and what actually it seems to me is that. This one, if anything, has quite a clear track that you have to sort of, you're steered down. You can't really change the ending. You can't really change from scene to scene until the game is ready for you mm-hmm. to do that. Um, yeah, I got on well with it. I played it all the way through. I've played it three times, in fact, now. Because Did everyone else here yeah. it? Yeah. 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 Nope. Shall
0: no. I d- Sorry, go on? I was just going to say, like, I, I got to a bit where you're in the nursery and there's the photopia above above the crib. And, and, and I, I, just, I just couldn't do anything. I just couldn't stop it. That's the end. That <laughs> well, so is the end. Yeah. But, yeah, but, but, but then I thought, maybe this is it. Like, boom, you are playing photopia. That's the photopia. I, I, I thought, yeah. And I thought, that is so poor.
3: I, I had to, um, I was playing on Saturday and I had to text Stee. And um, I was like, Stee, I need your help. And he said, what's up? I said, damn I'm in a, I'm in a nursery. <laughs> and Steve, but I'm not oh. again. So. He didn't, but he should have done.
2: <laughs> no, I immediately showed my showed the text message with horror to everyone else with <laughs> <laughs> because I thought we sh- This is the beginning of a, t- of a graphic adventure, isn't it? I'm going to have to use everything it, with everything it, to get you out of there. Interactive fiction.
3: Yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh, we should go back and explain. Can we explain the story without spoiling? Basically, so no,
3: we-, it's we-, we can yeah. spoil
1: it
2: because. You, it is assumed that by this point in the show, everyone has yeah. played the games. Okay.
1: And it, it, on these forms, it does say, "Oh, I, I'll review it, but I won't spoil it." And it made me cry, and all of this. And I don't really think it's much of a spoiler. Basically, the whole story is—it's uh, a story within a story as well. You use colour. It's good to press the yes option if you if you haven't played it. And. The story within the story is the story of a girl who's being read a bedtime story by her babysitter, and all the other perspectives through the story, it's all fragmented, are from the perspective of people who love or know this babysitter character. And basically, throughout the course of the story, throughout the course of the game, you realise that the very first person you were at the beginning kills... I've said it. Kills this person. (laughs) Kills this girl, Ali. Ali is her name. Ali, the whole game is all about this girl, Ali.
2: Mm. What did you think of Ali?
1: Well, I know i meant to like her by being those people who are the boy who has a crush on her, her mother, Mm. her... But she just... She's interested in astrology. She... What an idiot. She she goes babysitting (laughs) rather than going to the school dance. What, helping others? (sighs)
5: Well, I wouldn't really be like
1: her friend,
7: put it that way. I really like Tally. <laughs> it's really interesting, actually,
5: yeah, I, think, I think that maybe the, the point that the game was trying to make, which is maybe wouldn't be as relevant a point as it was in 1998 when the game came out, I think it's really interesting that you didn't relate to it at all, because I think it's kind of a bit of going deep into it here, but it has a point. Right, I'm going to go back and talk about some just general themes throughout. The general theme is that as she's telling these stories the idea is that this girl Ali who's telling these wonderful interactive story to this girl she's babysitting has this incredibly vivid imagination and all the while you realise that the reason it's talking down to you and explaining how to play the game at every step is because you are being spoken to as if you're a little girl. Now the thing that's really fascinating is this idea that she has this incredibly vivid fantastical imagination able to make this amazing world and yet it does allude to it towards the end of the, the game that that somehow these worlds are empty and these worlds are devoid of life and other, other people. And that the whole thing at the end, and this is, I guess, why when I reached the end, I was sort of like, wow, is that it was sort of trying to make a point about the fact that when she was a baby above her nursery, they had this LED flashing light and it was brilliant colours. And I felt that overall it was trying to make a point about the fact that just putting your kids in front of these screens is like kind of good, but also games and Computer games are quite devoid of life and character. Something I which I wouldn't say is true anymore, but at this point, it was.
3: And how many how many times did you play it through? It's, it's I just played it through once. Exactly, because it's surprising me. Because I think the more you, if you, the more you are supposed to have played it, the more you're supposed to get out of it. Or, or maybe you. maybe no, you got no, bored no. Of I did it.
1: get. No, I got. I got stuff out of it. Definitely, the first time I played it, it made an impression, and I did think it was a really well written piece of fiction. I think it. Did it was nice having that moment of clarity, realizing where all the pieces fitted together, and the shock, the realization that oh my goodness, yes, she's dead, and you see all that, and I feel very sorry that she's dead. But I'm just saying, as a person, I wouldn't like her, but I do like really like the piece, definitely.
2: Um, Matt, you said it's from 1988. No, 19-
5: 1998. No, sorry. Okay,
2: because <laughs> I think that does make a difference to you yeah. know. Uh, I'm not sure I agree with you about the. About that games have more character now than they did then Um, because I I think that but I think it's an interesting point of view that this was about video games as it's not not, what I thought um,
5: of Possibly not more like character but I just generally, I mean especially look at Zelda we were playing earlier when Mm. one of the main things I found out is it felt quite bleak in the fact that it had this amazing world but no real characters yeah. like people.
2: David, you uh, you seem to disagree with pretty much everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I, I, I might not have to rethink because because my parents didn't get it. But
3: but, uh, but I think you but, only get it right right. At the, and you like, were so yeah. close. Yeah. I, I mean, I had to text Steve.
0: Yeah. Okay, so so Ali, Ali, she's she's the child in the crib reading yeah. the Photopia. Mm-hmm. And the Photopia has already told her the story of Philadelphia. No, no I don't, that, the Photopia no, no, no. is the
5: is the game. The, oh, the okay. idea was that the Photopia is like a computer screen above her bed which just has these beautiful colours. Okay. And I kind of felt like they were trying to get across the idea of, of mm. putting children in front of oh, these fantastic okay. scientific people. I, d- yeah, I, I
3: completely missed that. I that, didn't see
1: that at yeah, all. I thought the whole thing at the end of the protopia was just the, the clarification of all the colours, the, the fact that you had the red environment that was really barren, you had the purple, you had the yellow, you know, and it was just a colour thing. Um, there is actually on the web of like a frequently asked question interview thing with mm-hmm. the creator, Adam Cardre. is that how you pronounce his name? Something like it that. Is. Now, Yeah. <laughs> it's
3: gone in the style guide.
1: Um, it's like Padre, but with a C. And um, he said something at the end of this whole, you know, question and answer thing, that he was trying to get across, or maybe he was saying that lots of people were inferring that actually it was about people showing consideration and caring for people, the fact that this Ali character is loved and adored by so many of these people that you become during the game and that's quite an odd, you know, you don't know who this Ali person is really but you just know that whatever, whatever you're doing and saying talk to Ali or ask Ali this or you, you know that you as a character like her and, and care for her
2: I read somewhere someone comment that she was crass geek wish fulfilment that she's just <laughs> another girl for nerds to crush on because she likes astronomy mm-hmm. and she's know. dead and she's <laughs> she's everything. Oh, well, that is exactly. Yeah. Uh, she's all of these things. But I wondered whether uh, whether maybe you have to create a character like that to surprise people. You know, to get people. Well, I
5: imagine her being about thirteen, so I don't think I have much. Yeah,
2: of crush meant, on it.
1: she is meant to be thirteen. Um, mm. She's not oh, meant yeah. to be sexually aware. The part in purple is obviously then her mm. when she's twenty, and this idea that this queen is meant to be giving her advice and. Again, I I kind of skimmed over this thing, but it's meant to relate to some other game or film where the colour purple is meant to symbolise right. aware, becoming aware, you know, aware of your yourself and your body. But
5: yeah, it, I just found was, that whole that whole purple section yeah. just being like it was sort of a weird, it was a sort of a left ball moment. But it was sort of this idea of it being like she she knows she's going to die. And I guess what I found interesting is I didn't find the character attractive or compelling, and I didn't really feel like the other characters even liked her that much. I just felt like it was really interesting that her father had brought her up on astrology, obviously a big geek, and she had been grown up with screens, and it kind of felt like she had this really kind of fantastic imagination, yet was fundamentally maybe a little bit more detached from people. And I found that was what was most sad, really, about... Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get all weird, yeah, but I, feel <laughs> I, I felt I related to it because of the fact that I related to that character, and I feel that maybe I was like that when I was younger, and have now since come out of that and get on with people a lot better.
2: Emily, how do you think it being an interactive work affected it, rather than just being a short story you could have read from front to
1: back? Um, I, th- I, I think it's, I think it's needed for the reason that you become. The peop- the, each different character in each different section not when you're in the colours section which is obviously Ali's world that she's created in the story within the story but the other black and white areas when you're the other people it's really important that you make those actions mm. to try and save Ali because that's what gives you the emotional kind of thing at the end where she dies and you realise that because you, the, it, it leads you to this ending and I felt responsible at the end of it even though there's no, you know, there's no other predetermined uh, route that you could take throughout this piece.
2: I read some other criticisms that said that this was a piece about determinism, that that this was about how, oh yeah, all of our lives are predetermined and there's no way we can break out of these paths Do you think that's right, Ed?
3: I don't know, I didn't
4: I didn't, I didn't sort of see that in it, or maybe it's because I'm a determinist anyway, so I just... <laughs> <clears throat> I think it's interesting that the, talking about why it was why it was ha- done as a piece of interactive fiction, as a, say, as a piece of uh, just as a regular piece of fiction. I think mean, in some ways, if it was a uh, short story or a short film, it would actually seem quite trite. Mm. But it's almost having it, it, ha- walking you through it and making you feel like you're engaged in it. Actually, maybe you need to have sort of quite simple kind of emotional. Kind of tags to bring you through it because you don't actually want to be kind of spending time kind of studying it in depth. You, you kind of want it to pull you through quite quickly. Mm-hmm.
2: What but about you,
3: it, sorry? sorry well, no, would, but would you would, would you call it a game? Because it's very linear. It has very few. It has yeah, no puzzles. I, I don't and
4: think it is really. I think.
1: It's got the gaming aspects though. It's kind of similar. I, you know, I then played the Monkey Island one, and it's got the same kind of thing. Oh, do I talk to this? Do I pick this up? Mm-hmm. What do I do with this? But you played it three why? times.
3: How, did it change? Because um, I no. got the impression that there were certain key... There were certain things that were going to happen anyway. didn't matter mm-hmm. what you did. And then there were a couple of commands that you needed to do in order to advance it. So at its very basic level, it is essentially a text adventure, which you can't change anyway. Yeah. It has a start and a middle, the, but they have puzzles.
1: The, the third time, really, was just the experiment to see how quickly I could... Get through it, it, basically. And the one thing I really struggled with every single time, even the third time round, you know, I got really adept at pick up the sho- shovel and then you know you plant the seed pod. I got really stuck with stairs. Right. Honestly, can't climb up them. You go <laughs> climb stairs? No. Go upstairs? No. Go downstairs? No. I honestly, stairs in that. That's that's the only like fault in the coding. You can't found, go up and I downstairs. found really
5: interesting about it was the fact that it didn't feel like a game. But it felt like it was about game. And the right. thing that I found odd, and it might have just been me, but I found the bits where I was in the kind of fancy realms, I found it very easy, go north, go south, pick up this, mm. use this. It was all very simple. As soon as I was thrown back into the real world, go north, you don't have a compass. Yeah. And I kind of had this sensation of being much more lost and not knowing how, what to do.
3: Right. There also wasn't any in-game help in the in the no. real-world bits, were there? but there were in the coloured bits. It kind of,
5: Again, it kind of cemented my feel that it was almost a game about what it's like to be maybe more connected to games than to life and the fact that it was more difficult things aren't well they were black and white but they're not that thing
2: that you were saying about this this being that it not being a game this general feeling of it being a more like a theme park ride where you're just ushered through these locations one after the other Um, Isn't that the same as all video games? I mean, almost all video games I can think of, even things like Zelda, you're basically travelling a predetermined route to an end that's already written for you. But
1: on Zelda, have you not got scores and things, success, that you can measure each journey by? This is almost, in a way, a bit more like Passage that we played Mm. last week, where... You, the, the score doesn't matter. There, well, there isn't a score in this case, but... I mean, know. there's a score
2: in Passage, but it doesn't yeah. matter. And there are scores, you know, you can complete Zelda with different numbers of heart containers mm. or having killed different number of, you know, enemies. But ultimately, the ending is always the same. The ending is always, you have rescued the princess.
4: Well, is, one of the ways you can look at it is that the... the in the same way as Monkey Island has a puzzle where you have to learn the right jokes to tell pirates to win sword fights. The puzzle here is kind of actually figuring out how the narrative pieces fit together. Mm-hmm. But then maybe there there are books, say um I think it's, say like Ian Banks' The Bridge say is a book that has um, weaves between four different sections and as you go through it you slowly work out that each of the sections is actually talking about the mm-hmm. same thing but in a slightly different way. Um, and you wouldn't necessarily think of that as being a game because it's a book, but maybe there there are sort of. I mean, I suppose people do talk about narrative games when things so, like so that. You're so you're saying
2: a good part, you know, a lot of the rewarding experience here is because it takes place in your imagination, your your imagination linking these things up, right, and joining the dots. Yeah. which is kind of what we were saying a bit about Zelda as well. That the very very abstract nature of the graphics meant adventuring in that as a kid was kind of more exciting because as a kid you sort of filled in all of this stuff. Even from the rudimentary shapes that were on screen,
4: but it's it's uh, in Zelda that's an unintentional consequence of ha- having unsophisticated mm. equipment, whereas for Topia they're actually yeah the the writers deliberately trying for that.
5: That's true. I think it, it, it is a game in the same sense as Zelda's a game, in the fact that basically what it is is an interactive adventure. Yeah, and that's all any adventure games are. I mean, the, the point—I don't know about you guys, but the point in the labyrinth, I thought, was absolutely amazing, and and actually. Out of all these games, it stands the test of time easily the best. You get to the point. In the glass 7 You're
0: looking at me really confused. What is that bit where you you take off the space suit yeah. and fly fly away? Yeah.
7: Yeah.
1: It's the little <laughs> <rewards>. <laughs> yeah. It is, but it's the little rewards It's the realization. It's like, aha! It
5: your wings are a bit
1: sore. Was, Hello, yeah, I just can the,
5: fly. Brilliant! Take like, your like, suit off. Your wings are sore. It's it a good reveal, but <laughs> yeah.
2: still, like three minutes before that, I'd been incredibly frustrated at not being able to solve no, it. So true. I don't know I mean, whether. I,
5: I think again, in the same way that um, Monkey Island remakes really benefit from having a rejig to the whole system of how it mm-hmm. works, this this feels like something that would. Would really benefit by something similar because I, I Cause almost Emily couldn't up. get down the stairs. Well, I almost like, gave up at one point as well. I was just like, "Go here!" Oh, what? I just didn't know what to do. Mm. Yeah. I, I, one thing I didn't like about the game was I thought actually, um,
4: Ali. It was Ali the one telling the ch- child the story. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like her storytelling skills. <laughs> so I thought the tone was kind of inconsistent. That she started off giving kind of the quite detailed. Um, uh, details of this mission to Mars that had all g- gone a bit wrong, and kind of then you're walking on the planet and she's kind of explaining all these. Oh, this would have been the habitat, and here, here all the pl- things that make sense. But and yeah. then suddenly, it's, but then suddenly it just switches
5: to, oh, now you're flying through the air. If, if, why would you be telling a child about Mars and the habitat? But then yeah. she explains it all, doesn't she? Yeah. is it? Yeah. Yeah. it's because yeah. she loves it, and it's because her dad spends all this time yeah. talking to her about oh, but it. But does the child, does the child she's talking? I got confused between the who.
1: I think it did some. I think think it was really well written, and it did some really nice linking between and the mirroring of the the real life to the to the. (laughs) <laughs> to the environment and you know the things would be um, linked when she reveals her wings then the guy who's got a crush on her is thinking she's an, an angel, angel she's yeah, an angel yeah. or when you take one last look at the beach and then you stride off into the into the cliffs then the next thing you're the father saying I looked around the garage and then strided out you know it, it mirrored so it made sense
0: David? I don't know I mean the thing I didn't like about it was that it's essentially a, a short story oh, yeah. Uh with which which purports to be interactive, it's 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 not. It's it's like a, a book that you read, and and it's a struggle to to work out what the book wants you to do. Sometimes, like I, I don't know, so, so, so some of the some of the puzzles were were quite obvious. They 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 flag up what you have to do, but at, at other points, you know, you'd be typing in words and you just wouldn't recognise the words. It's just the same problem you've had with with all kinds of text venture but that's kind of beside the point but that i wanted to make I, yeah I just to uh, emily's
2: just, point earlier was yeah. that the only the reason it works better as a video game is because it places you in those roles which a book can't do it can write in first person or whatever but you don't have that connection and the um action and consequence thing of you've typed this therefore this is happening
0: yeah yeah but but it's it kind of jarred with me because because what i wanted to do wasn't allowed in the game, you know, the the uh, the, the, the game would use, it, it would talk in a, a kind of colloquial manner at times, but then you'd adopt the language that the game was using and it wouldn't recognise it. Or I, t- I tried climbing to the bulldozer and it says there's not a bulldozer here. You, you said there's a bulldozer. <laughs> I can <didn't> see <laughs> the bulldozer. I can picture it in my mind. Yeah. I, it was just, but that's kind of beside the point. The, the, the reason I disliked it was that it was... It's short, fi- you know. It's 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 short fiction. I didn't like the way it was written. Okay. Um, there were no kind of linguistic fireworks. The characters weren't warm. They weren't engaging. It wasn't funny, mm. and it wasn't interesting. <laughs> it was I, still I, I, big, it's a big waste of
3: time. I mean, it only takes about forty-five minutes to play through. Um, I and I'm usually the first to to say that I dislike the sort of thing that everybody thinks is clever. But for some reason, I really enjoyed this. I thought yeah. it's excellent.
4: Mm. I think I do think if. So you were to print out all the text in the game and read through it, I think it would feel kind of very kind of simplistically written. And I think if, I'd, if I went to, if I, like, someone gave me this as a book printed out, I would feel kind of quite aggrieved that I thought I would read something like
2: this. Yeah,
0: it's, it, it feels like it's written for, like, uh, young adult I don't mark or like teenage but then I started to think isn't oh, actually, no video game players generally. But, but, but that I started to think it's no this just feels like it's been written by a, a sparky fourteen year old. I feel like this is someone's
1: six it's, it's got to be simple enough for it to have the prompts for you to do things. It couldn't be gorgeous and you know beautifully beautifully written because you just wouldn't ever want to do anything in it.
5: I think the real the real key that what made it Great, it wasn't the writing or anything like that. I think I think it, what, what made it really interesting was the fact that basically, and a few games do this, is the fact that you use the medium to tell a simple story about a girl who's still very antisocial, hasn't come out of her shell, dying before she had the chance to do so, and I just found that quite, quite touching.
2: Agreed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, we're going to play one one more piece of music, and then we will be back after this to. Uh, to round off the show and to come up with our three titles for next week. here. This is One Life Left, no continues. We are a video game, radio, book club show. Snappy. Snappy, thanks. Yeah. Um, so, Snappy, you wonder why no one's ever done it before? We've had a good time this week. It's been good. i Join enjoyed it, Steve. Thanks for having me on. Uh, you're welcome. Will you come back next week? Yes. Great. Uh, next week, we've decided that our theme is going to be simulations, and our three games are going to be, in order, SimCity civilization 2 is that what we're going for
4: oh, the open civ open civil civil Civilization. Civilization. Uh, not legally connected to it I
2: <laughs> <laughs> and alter ego uh, we will put links to all of those on the website which you can find at team uh, no, sorry i was I had a the short attention span <laughs> www.onelifeleft.com. uh thank you to all of our studio guests this week thank you Thank you. Thank you. 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 Um, We will be back at the same time next week. In the meantime, you can find us on the internet or just keep listening to Resonance 104.4 FM. We'll crop up eventually. See you. See (laughs) you.